Hi, welcome back to PNH Expanded. Hey, thank you so much for reading my blog, uh, for listening to the audio, these audios. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed doing them. Today, I am going to do something different. Not going to so much expand on the blog, but just going to talk through the summer window and what I would do if uh, I had that opportunity. We all like to dream, don't we, of what we would do and we we post it and um, make people angry. And so I'm going to make some people angry here as well. Why not? I'm going to just give it a go. So here is what I would do to make Arsenal competitive again. And I would say before I start that I am banking on the owners um, funding a rebuild and putting monies in beyond what they've done before um, and I really believe that that's going to happen I think they've put themselves in this situation where they may not have wanted to but they have to uh, I think they are aware at least Josh Kroenke is aware of what will happen if they are somewhat passive in the market so this is based on that um, I'm not going to get into the figures that I think that these players will be sold for this will go on too long but just an ins and out list and some explanation. Okay, so here we go. Players I would sell. Uh, Bellerin, uh, been wanting a new right back and needed Bellerin to, to move on for a while. For me personally, I just have never thought that he's pushed himself to be as good as he could be with the athletic ability that he had before he got injured. Uh, Kolasinac. Um, I think that one's a given. David Luiz is leaving anyway. Tutu is leaving. Uh, end of his contract. Don't know a whole lot about his progress, but we haven't heard anything there. Genduzi, I would sell. I think Genduzi is a superhero player and hasn't matured. Maybe his child that he's just had uh, will help him mature, but clearly he was part of the problem um, and didn't offer us anywhere near as, uh, enough on the field to to have a problem child as part of the squad. Uh, Torreira, um, just in the wrong wrong league. I always liked Lucas Torreira. I appreciated him, but I felt that he was just playing in the wrong league. As I have always done about Danny Ceballos, again, I appreciate him. I think he could be a super fine player in the Spanish league or maybe the Italian league, uh, as with Lucas Torreira, but uh, they're in the wrong league, in my opinion. Okay, uh, William. So glad that the club look like they're trying to move him on, um, and that there are some crazy people somewhere, probably over here where I live, that think that they can rejuvenate, resuscitate William. Um, he looks so demotivated, but I'm not going to tell them. Uh, El Nenny, that's a hard one. That's a hard one because I like him a lot, and um, but as with some of these other more controversial. Choices that I've made coming up, uh, I think it's time just to, to turn the page. As much as I appreciate how much that he is willing to always be available, so many central midfielders, much better ones, are not. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort. And I think he he gives almost as much as he has to give. But ultimately, I just don't think it's enough because he is not really willing to play forward. And I think that the new modern arsenal that I've built here this evening 
is a group of players that are willing to go forward, play forward and return the fans to the times where we enjoyed um, being on the front foot. And I think that El Nenny is just going to frustrate in that regard. Uh, Alex Runnison, of course, that's an easy one. If somebody wants him uh, for free, that's fine. Um, but uh, again, I don't think the Emirates crowd are going to give him much of a, a chance. And I don't think that he's Arsenal level. Uh, Cedric, that one might be hard to shift. And I like him. I think he's been underrated. But um, because of the progress of Chambers... Uh, we have too many fullbacks, and I want another one on top of Chambers. We'll find out about that in just a minute. But I'd uh, try to to move on Cedric. Uh, again, that may be difficult because of his contract. Um, okay, some more controversial ones. Granite Xhaka. And boy, oh boy, is that a tough decision. Um, I've not been a particular fan up until this season, but I've learned to appreciate uh, what he does for the team. I'm also aware that we are, or I am at least, getting rid of many, if not all, of the main leaders on the team. And you'd think that you need to keep one. Um, but I think that at Arsenal, and I think this is a really important point, Arsenal have other leaders that haven't been able to lead. And I think most of us listening to this have been in a position, be it at work or, or at play, where we've had an opportunity to lead, lead or maybe not, and wished that we could lead and felt that we were capable of leading, but because the people who were leading were louder voices, more respected, we didn't have the opportunity. I think Arsenal in the wings have players like Rob Holding, Kieran Tierney, maybe Bert Leno, um, and, uh, and other players, maybe even some of the younger players that would step up and would surprise us and let's be honest too, these leaders have taken us to eighth place. So Granite Xhaka is a tough one. I'm not so sure if he is going to be sold. I think if he sold it, it will be because he wants to be sold. I think Arteta wants to keep him. So let's uh, wait on that one. Lacazette, maybe not quite as controversial, but um, he's had maybe his best season. or Well, not his best season. He was player of the season a few seasons ago, but he's had... A, uh, a better season than most amongst a lot of the nonsense that we've had to put up with. But again, we've got to turn the page. And and for me, there's one main quality that he lacks, that he hasn't and has been unwilling to improve upon, which uh, kills him, which is his movement in the box. He marks himself, makes it so easy for defenders to guard him in the box and so is can be often a nil threat in the box, and Arsenal deserve more. So that's that one. And here's the big one. I would sell Aubameyang. Okay, so that may sound insane because selling the guy on the big contract or believing you can sell this guy, um, I think if we tried to, that there would certainly be takers. Not sure if it would work, though, if there's somebody that he would want to play for uh, that's willing to pay him the money so he can go buy some more Nice fancy cars and clothes, but with the Bamiang, much like Lacazette, I feel that it's just time to turn the page because I think he's a niche player, and we are not and have not uh, lent into his best qualities, in my opinion, ever. Uh, in all of his time at Arsenal, there's been occasions where, uh, perhaps last season, uh, on the counter attack, that was um, 
leaning in. But for the most part, I don't think that we've used him in uh, in his best way. And I don't think, more importantly, that he's willing to be more than just a back post finisher. Um, he's non-aggressive. That drives me absolutely insane. So we have no aggression at the centre forward pivot position. He's not willing to move from the back post. He's not willing to engage in physical contact with his back to goal or in the box. And you know, there's a list there of things that he's just not willing to do. So unless you are going to build your team around him and let him be who he is and be okay with all of these, um, all this lack, then um, I don't think it's worth keeping him. And if you're not going to start him, I think that he would become a problem. Um, so uh, I would just turn the page there. I'd be very grateful to him for what he's done for Arsenal. Uh, he has been, uh, generally speaking, a huge success at Arsenal. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that apart from this season, but I think that his family situation and his personal well-being have got in the way, and that's not his fault. But I just think that Arsenal need qualities that he either doesn't have or he's not willing to give. So I'm turning the page. Okay, low knees. All right, players that I would send on loan. This may be a little controversial as well. So the easier ones, keep John Jules out on loan. Maybe see if you can move him to a championship club. Moller, our uh, guy from the under-23s. I think it'd be great to see him out on loan. Love to give the op opportunity to Kido Taylor-Hart, if he will sign his new contract, to go out on loan and play men's football. Ballard, I think in time, may get himself an opportunity in the Arsenal squad. Maybe even next season. Look out for that one. I think he has been extremely good at Blackpool uh, this season. Of course, there's a big difference in levels. But sometimes these things happen. Pre-season, you know, there's going to be players not there, perhaps. And maybe he'll get an opportunity. And I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he doesn't grab it. But I'd like to see him, to see him move up a level and play for a good championship team. McGuinness, same thing. Keep him on loan. Um, Mavropanos. I have watched more Stuttgart than I have anybody else apart from Arsenal this year. And take it from somebody who has wasted a lot of time doing that. Um, and I will tell you that he is probably a lot better than you think he is. And he's a lot better than the version that, that you saw if you haven't watched him play for Stuttgart. If he was at Arsenal now, he would be in the mix to start amongst the Rob Holdings, Pablo Maris, and these guys that have played quite significant minutes for Arsenal. He has, uh, he is as good as those guys, in my opinion, and his upside is probably greater. He's younger, he's quicker. He's also gained a lot of first-team experience. Um, but for right now, I would keep him on loan, see if we can raise his value rather than sell him, uh, which is what I would do with Eddie Nketiah as well. Um, many would sell him. I'd be okay with that, but I think right now his value is low. You're probably only going to get about 10 to 15 million for him, whereas you could get 25 plus if he went somewhere, maybe like a Brighton, and scored the goals that he's capable of uh, whilst being on loan, and then you could get significantly more for him. Now, if we have to sell because we need the money, then I think you sell. Um, as you do with Reese Nelson, um, Reese Nelson of this list here is one of my favourite Arsenal players. Um, and it's 
bothered me uh, all season that we signed Willian and that Pepe hasn't played, but even more so for me personally, that Reese Nelson wasn't given an opportunity to prove that he's not good enough. Because there's a lot of people that don't think he's good enough, and I guess Mikel Arteta is one of them. But there's no way that he would have been as poor as Willian. And I think of all the attacking flair players at Arsenal, there's a really good argument that Reese Nelson has the most talent. Now, you're right up there with Smith Rowe and Saka, but talent is not that boy's problem. I know he struggles in the final third with decision-making, but there have been opportunities to give him game time and it hasn't been done. I don't want to let go of Reese Nelson. I would like to see him get a loan and see if he can fulfil his potential. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is run through my squad um, of 25 for next season, and it will include uh, the players I'm keeping and the players that I'm purchasing and do it that way. So let's have a look at this. Okay, the goalkeepers, all right, I'm wanting to keep Bert Leno. I know some people are wanting to move him on. I think that would be a mistake. I think he's improved at commanding his boxed, box. sorry. And I think with practice, I think all the goalkeepers worldwide have had to practice playing out from the back. I don't think it's a natural for most of them. Uh, so I don't think that's a reason to get rid of a goalkeeper is because of that, because I think that's something you can improve on. And I think he's the best shot stopper in the league. Um, and I know all goalkeepers can save shots, but not all of them can move as quickly as he can. So I think he saves more. Um, OK, Matt Ryan on a free. It's my first purchase. Been very impressed with him. And my third choice goalkeeper, I would uh, promote Arthur Conquo. So there's my three goalkeepers. Right back. No, oh boy, I've toyed on this one here. Two right backs, Callum Chambers. And I think Callum Chambers may well start for Arsenal next year, even if we buy another right back. Uh, as I said in my blog uh, today, I think it's going to be hard to find a better defender who's a strong, good in the air, um, got the experience, uh, aggression, uh, know-how um, to play on the defensive side of right back. I think Arsenal do need an option uh, for a totally different type of right back, somebody who is shorter, quicker, and can offer a far larger attacking threat. Somebody, as I've been saying recently, that can do what Tierney does on the other side. More acutely than that, that he, this guy is in the conversation. Tierney has to be in the conversation when he's on form and um, a team is prepping to play Arsenal. They have to take him into account because he's so good going forward. Uh, and he offers many opportunities for Arsenal. Uh, the other team can't ignore Kieran Tierney. Arsenal need somebody like that on the other side somebody who can take the spotlight off Kieran Tierney, and so it's not all just on him. Um, I would buy um, Lamptey, Tarek Lamptey. Um, I think he is devastatingly quick, completely the opposite to Chambers, which is what I'd want, and I think the other team would have to take him into account. Freeing up a player like Pepe, hard to take care of both of them if they're so lethal going forward. I know he's been out for a while injured, but... That's the one I would go for. Okay, left back Tierney, of course. Um, and uh, his backup, there's a lot of the younger players that have been mentioned, Josh Doig and uh, Buchanan and some others. I would be most excited if we could get one of those. 
but the one that I would try for first is Bornasosa. Bornasosa is um, officially Croatian. I think Germany are trying to get him to register for them to play in the Euros this summer. Uh, he is Stuttgart's left wing back, um, and he has, I think, the second most assists in the Bundesliga, um, about the same height um, as Kieran Tierney, and uh, very similar in actual fact, excellent going forward. Um, highly dangerous with the ball on his left foot in the final third. His crossing and combination play, excellent. Not as good defensively, but if Germany are interested in getting his registration and taking him to the Euros, you know that that guy can play, right? Okay, centre-back. I'm leaving it. Thought a lot about this. Um, I'm wondering if Arsenal are going to leave it. It sounds like we're interested in a centre-back. But I am far more interested in getting William Saliba back and seeing what he can do. Uh, if you're playing Chambers on the right as a right-back, I think, ideally, better than holding. You want somebody who's quicker at the centre-back next to him. And the more I think about this, and when I'm tempted to choose somebody else, I feel like I'm the sport brat at Christmas, quite honestly, um, who isn't satisfied with five presents, they want eight presents, you know. So um, we have a new president, he hasn't played for us. He has to be given a chance, and I think that there's nobody who could deny that he could be the answer. And then folks are talking about the playing out from the back is the piece that we lack. Okay, we can agree there, uh, but that's one of his strengths. So I, I see no logic in not giving this guy, not just pre-season, giving this guy a year or two to show that he uh, is or isn't what we need. I see no r purpose in ignoring his quality just because he's young. Uh, we have lots of experience there. So it's Saliba, Gabrielle, Marie, Holding, and then you've got Chambers in there as an option. So there's five players there, lots of experience, um, Premier League experience too, who can help William Saliba. Okay, so central midfield, all change. So we got rid of Xhaka Ceballos and El Neni, I think, and Kenduzi and Torreira. Gosh, is there more? Well, anyway, um, I've got five central midfielders. Um, some are a little more DM than centre mid. Um, of course, keeping Thomas Partey, promoting Miguel Aziz. Uh, I would also see great value in loaning him out, but I would like to see if we can um, promote him. I think he may surprise us and be ready. So I have three central midfielders that I'm signing, uh, or I'll take that back. I have one. And then two possible. Basuma is the one. Um, he is everything that Arsenal need. Not only is he, uh, I think, the best defensive midfielder in the league, along with Wilfred and Didi, um, but he is far more adept going forward. His pass, the weight of his passing, outstanding. Uh, his quickness, his tackle ratio. I could go on and on. The perfect partner for Thomas Partey would free and release him. Okay, I would um, wait and give pre-season to Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Joe Willock. I have been a big Ainsley Maitland-Niles fan for a long time, wanting him to be given a chance at central midfield. Thrilled he was given it at West Brom. It was up and down, but I think he's just a modern central midfielder. 
He's quick, he's agile, he's versatile, uh, he's aggressive, got a wonderful second touch, which I think is his greatest quality. You know, after his first touch, his second touch gets you away or gets you tackled. Um, so I would want to see if I'm wasting my money going to buy um, Zambo and Gisa, who would be the alternate to Ainsley Maitland-Niles, because I'd rather have my homegrown Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who's an Arsenal boy, than Angisa, if Maitland-Niles can prove that he can uh, make it as a central midfielder. So it's Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Zambo Angisa. And then the Joe Willock. Whew, the Joe Willock discussion. Okay, well, um, ultimately, I'm trying to cut this short now because I've gone way past 15 minutes, but ultimately, I would keep Joe Willock, is my first thought. Because football's about goals. The guy is now proving, not just in these seven games in a row, but if you look at the games he's scored, Leicester, um, the Chelsea game, the Liverpool game, I think the Man City game, a four of the seven, this guy's proving at the highest level that he can score. And Arsenal do not have goal-scoring midfielders. He has scored more goals than all of these guys put together in the past few seasons. In actual fact, it's quite embarrassing when you look at the statistic. But uh, I think that you, you can't sell this guy unless you have lots of goals coming from other areas of midfield, and we don't. I think we are going to regret that. We may sell him because he may push, 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 or we may need the money. But gosh, I think that that's foolish. The only twist on this is, of course, he's a 4-3-3 player. That's why he's been successful, because he doesn't have the structure that he needs to be concerned about. He's given the freedom. But let's not forget the game's about goals. This guy is scoring them at the highest level. I think even as a sub-option, you've got to give him an opportunity. Well, anyway, I had an alternate to him. So I'm just going to mention it because I'm not sure if many of you will have had the time to, to look at this guy before. But his name is uh, um, Aurelian Chuameni. Um, he is the uh, defensive central midfielder at Monaco. And um, he is, I think, close to joining Chelsea. Not sure how close, but I think he's the one that they want to replace Kovacic in their starting lineup. Um, and he um, plays just like Thomas Party, looks very similar in build, got a little bit of everything athleticism, power, strength, height, acceleration. Um, Great feet, great passer. What a player. Aurelian Chuameni, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, is going to be one of the world stars in central midfield. So, there we go. That's my midfield. Uh, my attacking players, I've got, you know, we're at this hybrid team where we are, um, you know, these guys are, are shifting across. So it's to say right winger, left winger, attacking midfielder. It seems like these guys... Uh, are all playing um, all of these positions. So rather than break it down, I'm just going to say attacking midfielders, meaning the three guys that play across the front line uh, behind the striker. Now this um, excites me because uh, I've wanted Emi Buendia at Arsenal for two years. And when I woke up the other day to see Charles Watts saying that Arsenal are now looking at him, I was beyond excited. Um, I would choose him ahead of Odegaard if there's a direct choice to be had there. Only because, ultimately, it comes down to fit. Martin Odegaard will 
will be an elite player if he's not already. But I think Arsenal need more assists and goal-scoring threats. And this is what Emi Buendia offers. Uh, he can also play more positions than Martin Odegaard. He can play anywhere across the front line. And I bet you he could play in a midfield uh, three as well if you wanted to play 4-3-3. He right now is my favourite um, non-Arsenal player in world football. So that's an easy choice for me. And I am going to get his name on the back of my jersey, even though I'm way too old to do that, if he joins Arsenal. So there's a signing in that area. Um, keep Pepe, Saka, obviously, Smith-Rowe. And um, uh, loaning Odegaard for another year. Now, I want to say um, uh, that um, I think that um, as great as he's been, I prefer Buendia if there was a choice. However, I think you can accommodate both. There's five players here for three positions, um, and because of the flexibility of Buendia and somewhat Odegaard, I think you can do both. And they're totally different types of players. Okay, I don't know how this is going to pan out, but um, I, I also wanted to add that I uh, wrestled my, uh, my thoughts over Jack Grealish because I do have a feeling that Arsenal are trying to get him this summer, and that will be the big signing that they're trying to put together. Um, that's not inside information, just a feeling... Um, and I've got a feeling that Jack Grealish might be interested. Anyway, the reason that I didn't was because if you buy Jack Grealish and you're going to spend about 80-something million on him, he's going to play. It's not like the Pepe thing where he's new to the league. He's going to play. And so um, I don't want to kill Smith Rowe, and I want to make this... Um, I don't know if I've heard anybody else say this, but... When you watch Smith Rowe play, a good percentage of what he does super similar to Jack Grealish. And it's not just those big calves, right? And the socks pulled down. Um, he accelerates play. Um, great on the dribble, powerful on the dribble. Got a great balance. Um, got the threat of goals and assists. Of course, he hasn't been around as long as Jack Grealish, but if ever a player's had a better four and a half months in the Premier League as the start to their career, I'd like to know who that is. So I do wonder if you buy Jack Grealish, if you kill Smith-Rowe. And I don't want to do that as much as I love Jack Grealish. I'm not even sure that I've made the right decision there, but anyway. Okay, to the striker. So um, loaning out Eddie, um, selling Aubameyang and Lacazette, uh, promoting Balogun. There's one, Balogun in the squad. Martinelli to centre-forward. He did not look so comfortable at centre-forward the other day, but it was just one outing. Um, but his skill set is perfect for centre-forward, and he would give us the aerial threat as well as the pressing and everything else that that guy gives us. And I think we need to lean into that and give that an opportunity. So Balogun and Martinelli. Um, and then the third piece, maybe the most important signing of the summer, something that Arsenal just do not have. Uh, in their squad anywhere um, and really need the ability to hold up play, have great movement in the box, aggression and just a far bigger threat so we can um, also release the stress from the guys out wide because the guy in the middle is causing so much concern. Um, I scanned worldwide and thought about this for many, many weeks 
and I went with the player who had the best age profile, form, but the main thing was movement. I've chosen Dusan Vlajevic of Fiorentina. Just scored, I think, 21-22 goals in a uh, not-so-good Fiorentina side in Syria. You may have heard of him. He's got a bit of an Ibrahimovic attitude about him. Left-footed, powerful, big, strong, fast, interestingly enough. Very quick as well, as well for a big guy. But his best quality is his slipperiness inside the box. A totally different look from Aubameyang and Lacazette. So if you go look at his highlights, you'll see a player who can uh, lose his defender. He makes two runs. Our players make one. One run for the defender, one run for the ball. Far, far more dangerous inside the box. Um, Arsenal need a big man as an option. He may start, he may not. But we need that option. I think that's been evident all season long. Before I sign off, just wanted to mention some other players that I considered uh, here. Um, Frankie de Jong at Barcelona. I have a feeling that Barcelona are going to have to sell somebody that's going to bring in a whole lot of money. And I'm wondering if Arsenal may go for him as their big signing. And um, there's been talk that Basuma may not be first on the list and maybe it's Camavinga, who's somebody I also looked at. Um, but I wonder... Uh, what's going to happen with Frankie de Jong because Barcelona could get a whole lot of money for him and he would be a great compliment to Thomas Partey. Ricky Puig, but I think Ricky Puig at Barcelona has just signed a new contract. Genie uh, Wijnaldum, I think, is not going to come to Arsenal, but um, he uh, is one of the most effective players in the Premier League. Um, love him. Ryan Gravenberch at Ajax, another modern, athletic, powerful uh, midfielder with a huge future. And the most interesting one for me is James Ward-Prowse, the first guy I would pick if I was the England coach, because uh, not just Arsenal have about 10 set plays per game, um, but most good teams do. And that guy is only bettered maybe by Chalinoglu at Milan in the world at set plays. And I think you have to value that on top of the fact that he's a far improved midfielder. And I was very close to wanting James Ward-Prowse. I love him. Um, a few others, Otten Edward as a centre forward uh, and Patson Dacker um, looked at those guys, looked at a couple of guys that might be more, more of a false nine, uh, Lothabau, uh, Sociedad and Gabriel Jesus, a bit of a hybrid centre forward, false nine. Um, and then in my dream state, I thought about Jaden Sancho, but I think he's got his eyes elsewhere. Um, anyway, there it is. That's a massive rebuild, but that, I think, is, um, would give Arsenal what uh, they need, clearly need. Aggression at centre-forward, the, the option of aggression, power and movement at centre-forward, uh, a defensive midfielder that would free Thomas Partey uh, to be a, a, an even more effective player than we have. The creativity and goal threat that the team needs through Emi Buendia, um, and uh, in the fullback areas, an option for Tierney and a true threat uh, with Tarek Lamptey on the right side. So anyway, I better wake up now, right? Great dream. Thanks for listening. Cheers.